the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There are those who are actually frustrated that God is mysterious. Yet there is, for the Christian, great comfort in this mystery. Join us. It's been well said, a God with no mystery is no God at all. And that is true. There is great comfort in knowing that there is somebody far above us, far beyond our thoughts and imaginations. We can take great comfort and find great comfort in this God. And that's what Isaiah is talking about here in Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 11. God's thoughts and God's ways. That's the title of our message today. Welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Join us and be encouraged in this awesome God of ours. Here's Pastor Napoleon. When you start thinking from a fear standpoint, begin to quote the scripture. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound what? I got to get my mind aligned. Amen. I got to get my mind aligned because God has not given me a spirit of fear. He doesn't think that way. He's not afraid of anything. And so it goes down to verse 4, and look what it says here. And this is where we're going to find test number 2. It says, But the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Now, wait a minute here now. There's 10,000 left, and the Lord is saying the people are still too many. He says, Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, the same shall go with you. And, whomso- and whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by myself, by himself. Likewise, everyone who sits down on his knees, he says, to drink. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees, he says, to drink, to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon, by the 300 men who lapped, I will save you. And deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. Now we got time out. We looked at this. I looked at this. I was looking at this in a book. Saints, now we're at 450 to 1. You're talking about 300 people going up against 135,000 people. It doesn't make sense. It's not something that we would think about doing. All of us in this room would say, this is foolish. Why in the world 
Gideon, I'm not, I'm not rolling with you, man. It's, 300, it's 450 to 1. You're asking us to go into battle. This makes complete, this doesn't make any sense. But saints, sometimes God, the things that God asks you to do, do not make sense in the natural. Can I have an amen? If you know that you know that you know it's God and you got the proper counsel in your life, you can't, you and I can't worry about what the world is going to say. And in this moment, we see the contrast between the way human beings think and the way that God thinks. God, some, now listen to me, sometimes God's system of prosperity has more to do with subtraction than it does addition. Listen to what I just said. Sometimes God's system of prosperity and blessing in your life has more to do with subtraction than it does addition. God is getting ready to deliver these people. And he's not asking more people to come. He's asking people to go. I better get off of this. And it's a shame because this is what happens. Sometimes we'll lose a job. And it looked like you lost. But then God turns around and opens up the door. Not a door. The door he wanted you to go through in the first place. But what happens is in our mind, because our thoughts are not as thoughts, our ways are not as ways. Because we start tripping and flipping and, 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 and thinking, what is God doing? And God doesn't think the way we think. And our job is to learn to get into the scripture, be close to the Holy Spirit, have wise counsel in our lives so that we learn to tap into the way that God thinks and we learn to align ourselves with him. And we stop looking at out here and start looking up here. A lot of times we're making decisions and we're looking this way. But he said where his thoughts are, they're up there. We got to stop looking here and start looking there so we can get into alignment with God. 450 to 1. It doesn't make sense. And for us, we have to stop and pause and say, God, I've overcome the fear element. I'm willing to walk with you. I understand it's not always going to make sense. But what's the next test? The next test is the test of vigilance. Write down the word vigilance. Now, here we have God talking to the children of Israel, talking to the Israelites, and he's cutting them back all the way to 300, and he gives them a test. He says, the person who comes down to the, to the water that gets down and laps the water like a dog would is the one that I want. The one that bends down on their knees, those aren't the one I'm looking for. I'm looking for the one that I know when they get into the battle, when they get into the fight, I want the one that's going to get down with a shield on one hand and a sword on another hand. And when they get into the battle, they're going to get down and they're going to get the water and bring it up into their hand, into the cup. And they're going to put it, they're going to stay alert in the battle. They're going to stay watchful in the battle. They're not going to be sleeping. They're not going to be sleeping. They're going to be praying. 
And they're going to be fasting. And they're going to be seeking God. They're not going to get down like this. I don't know what's going on. I'm just thirsty. I don't care. Go ahead. Cut my head off. Can I have an amen? We need people that are going to stay alert. That are going to stay vigilant. And what happens is he, we got to pass this test. A lot of us aren't aligning ourselves with God's thoughts and God's ways because we're not being watchful and vigilant and diligent, realizing that the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So we get caught up with this thought and caught up with that suggestion and caught up with this may sound right and caught up with this don't make sense. And and the devil start talking to us. We got to learn to bind the devil. Can I have an amen? He said, these individuals aren't going to know how to fight because their thirst It's going to drive them to the ground and they're not going to stay alert. But we need individuals and for all of us, we have to learn to stay vigilant. God doesn't open a door for you and then says, don't worry about it. All the demons are gone now. Apostle Paul said there is an effectual door that has been opened to me and for me, but there are many adversaries. Just because God opened the door doesn't mean you're not going to have some fights on your hands. The giants weren't in the wilderness, baby. The giants were in the promised land. And so, so what happened is we got to realize that for, for, for Gideon, he's, they're going through this test. And it's really a weeding out process whereby God is trying to teach them something. And he's showing us something. If we are going to be people that tap into God's thoughts and his ways, we got to learn to be more vigilant. We got to be more sensitive. We got to be sensitive about who we're allowing speak into our lives. Like you saying something. This is why I love Jesus. Peter was close to Jesus. But because Jesus was vigilant and he didn't have his head down in the sand. When Peter came and tried to get him to do something that was contrary to the will of God, Jesus looks at Peter and says, get thee behind me, Satan. You, my boy, and I love you. You're cool and everything. But you're trying to get me to go in a direction that's contrary to God. The cross doesn't make sense to you, Peter, but it makes perfect sense to God. And this is the reason why he sent me. Can I have an amen, y'all? This is the reason why he sent me. I'm going to the cross. Never, Lord, far be it from you. No, this is exactly where my father wants me, going to the cross. It may not make sense to you, but your ways are not his ways. And your thoughts, they're not his thoughts. This is what, and so what I'm saying to you is even people that are close to you, be vigilant. You got to listen. We got to listen. Because we want to be individuals that when it comes to being alert and vigilant, we're able to see the attacks of the enemy no matter where they're coming from. But if your head's down, your eyes are down, and this is what happens. The devil start whispering you on your job. Or he'll start whispering to you and your family. He'll start saying something on the television. And then and, and the people's fear gets perked up again. And then they stop and, and I don't know. I can't do it. And, and I'm nobody. I, I can't do nothing. I, and, and then the devil starts whispering because we let him get a foothold because we weren't vigilant. 
No, I see what you're trying to do, devil. You're trying to make me afraid right now. Devil, you a lie. I see it coming a mile away. Don't even try it. We're not vigilant. So all of a sudden we're on the computer and there's a pop-up and we press the wrong button. We're not vigilant and we're, we're on our job talking to, you know, co-workers and stuff. And then, you know, somebody asks you, can we go to lunch? And they're of the opposite sex. I can't go to lunch with you. What you want? Can I have an amen, y'all? This stuff is real. Can, can we go to lunch and, you know, and da-da-da? Well, you know I'm married. Well, you know. You know. Well, now you know. But I'm saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't got no time. And I'm about to tell the, the authorities on you, too. You keep messing around here. Over here trying to mack on somebody. <laughs> Can I have an amen? But if you're not alert, if you're not vigilant, if we're just, we got our head in the sand, we'll take this stuff. And the God is saying, how can you tap into my ways and my thoughts if you, you got your head down? These individuals are here and he's telling them, the ones that aren't vigilant, don't bring them to the battle. I need some ones that are going to be alert and ready because this is 450 to 1. I need them tight. And for us saints, we got to buy into this and realize that vigilance should be a big part of what we do. He wants us to be alert, watchful. Now watch this. And I just wrote this down as I, as I put this together. We should never be casual in conflict. This is a war, baby. Never be casual in conflict. Tap into God's ways. Tap into God's thoughts. Amen. We got to pass the test. And the last test, we'll look at here, verses 8 on down to 15, and we'll close this out. It says here, so the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands, and he sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tents, and retained those 300 men. Now the camp of Midian was below him in the valley, and it happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, arise, go down against the camp. For I have delivered it into your hand. I like this. Look at this. But, now watch this. If you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp of Porah, your servant. And you shall hear what they say. And afterwards your hand shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down to Porah, his servant, to the, to the outpost. With Porah, his servant, to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. Now, I want to stop right here. We prayed. We're dealing with fear. We're letting God deal with us. We're, we're in a position now because I want my ways to align with God's ways. I want my thoughts to align with God's thoughts. I am vigilant. I'm one of the ones that passed the test. I'm, I'm, I'm alert. I'm pastor. I'm always on point. I, I'm, I'm alert. And even in the midst of those things, there are still moments in the midst of us getting ready to step out to do what God's asking us to do. We still have to fight the residue of fear. You love God. You're faithful to God. You're willing to take those steps, but there's moments. And I want to say this next test is the most important test out of all of it. 
Because God doesn't mind. He knows there's moments. And he's, he's going to do the best that he can to, to really convince you and get you going in the right direction. And he knows that you're going to have to fight your fears all the way to the very end. But the thing that we have to constantly wait for, and, and, and we have to pass this test, saints, it is the test of confirmation. Just write down the word confirmation. It is the test of confirmation. God basically tells him, listen, I'm gonna, you're going to get confirmation here. That's going to strengthen you. It's going to settle you. We fight our fears. We overcome our fears. We're willing to go after fears. We're vigilant. But the next thing is we have to wait for confirmation because God's thoughts are not my thoughts, but I'm trying to get there in my life. I want God's thoughts to become my thoughts. So one of the things I have to do is is wait for God to give me confirmation. Look what happens. Verse 12, now the Midianites and the Malachites... All the people of the east were lying in the valley, as numerous as locusts, and their camels were without number, as the sand by the seashore in multitude. And when Gideon had come, he says, there there was a man telling a dream to his companion. He said, I have had a dream to my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned and the tent collapsed. Then his companion answered and said, this is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hands, God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. And so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and, his, and its interpretation that he worshiped. Mm. He turned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into our hands. Isn't that a powerful, powerful story? But this is the power of confirmation. This is the power of, of waiting. Now, it would be good if we could just overcome our fears. It would be good if we're vigilant. But it's even better when we allow God to bring a strong confirmation in our lives that settles our spirit. But the thing that gets all of us during this process is our willingness to wait. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you've got to wait, you've got to wait, you've got to wait. Anytime you feel the devil or pressure or external circumstances trying to push you out, push you in a direction, push you, you got to do it now. And even if you hear a voice in your head saying, and it's posing as God saying, you got to move now. You No, God does not push you. He leads you. He never inspires you by fear. He's a God of faith. And so what happens for all of us, we have to stop and pause and ask ourselves when we're making major decisions, when we're trying to align ourselves with God, when we're trying to hear from God, when we're trying to do what God has for us to do, we have to ask ourselves, is there fear in this? I've got to get this out of my heart. Am I being vigilant? Am I hearing from the wrong voice or the wrong spirit? And then last but not least, am I willing to wait for God to bring a strong confirmation? If I'm willing to do these three things and I pass these three tests, then I'm starting to align myself with God. And what I'm going to do may not make sense to people. 
but it may make perfect sense to God. And we have to stop and ask ourselves, am I willing to wait for confirmations? Most people just say, well, God said. It doesn't work like that in the king. Read your Bible. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be what? Established. If God's going to do something in your life, I guarantee you, he's going to give you some witnesses. He's going to give you some confirmation. He's going to give you some insight into how he wants things to be done. We have to stop just saying, wow, and start saying, wait, God, send me another confirmation. And I mean a good one. Not, no, I put my hand on the Bible and I opened it up and it fell on the scripture and I read it and that was it. We playing, we playing, we playing roulette with the Bible. Biblical roulette. Go down to the house of the king of Judah and there speak this word. See, that's the Lord. He told me to go talk to the president. I got to go preach to him right now. So what I'm saying is, saints, we just get stuff in our mind and we get so spooky with this. God is not spooky. He knows how to find you. He knows how to talk to you. He knows how to get the message across to you so that it's clear. Look at your neighbor and say, it's clear. This is the problem that we have sometimes. We make this so complicated instead of just resting in God and then realizing that sometimes saints, now hear me now, sometimes we have to rest in the last word that God gave us and stop looking for a new word. God gave me that word. When did he give it to you? He gave it to me five years ago. Well, just rest in that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I need something new. No, you don't. That one should hold you for a long time. Just roll with it. Ride the reels off of that word. <laughs> Ride it till the wheels fall off. Stop looking for some. But what happens is we get, we, we let fear, insecurity in our relationship with God. We stop trusting him. And we stop realizing that saints, hear me. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And maybe it doesn't make sense for you to be doing the same thing you're doing now that you were doing five years ago but maybe it makes perfect sense to to jesus jesus was destined to change the world but for 30 years he was just a carpenter's son (laughs) and for three and a half years he began to change the world but it doesn't make sense to us it doesn't make sense and we have to stop and say god maybe it's because i'm afraid i'm getting older now I thought you said I was going to do X, Y, Z, and I, and I don't seem like I'm doing it. Or maybe it's because we're not vigilant. God's been telling us to do stuff, but, but we're so caught up with what the devil's doing and, and how people are speaking to us, and, and we're just not, we're, we're getting into sin because we're not vigilant. And so God can't do what he wants to do because we keep, he's still trying to get, get us to stop because we're not vigilant out there. I want God to use me. But every time I take two steps forward, I take three steps back because the devil comes and tempts me and I give in this sin. And now I'm, I'm set back another five years because God's trying to clean my heart up because I'm out here tripping in the club. Instead of stopping and saying, man, I got next time the devil tries to use that trick on me, I'm going to bind the devil and he's going to flee. We're not vigilant. Let me say this in closing. We're not patient. Impatience is killing the body of christ people won't wait 
They want now. This is not McDonald's. This is the kingdom. Jesus said he was coming back quickly 2,000 years ago. Time, he doesn't see time the same way. When God says, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless you. Unless he specifically gives you a time and date, I'm going to bless you means I'm going to bless you. Can I have an amen? Have you ever told your kids, we going? I thought you said we going. I did say we going. When I say we going. But we don't think like this. We think God, he said he's going to bless me, so I got to do it now. He's going to do it now. No, he may do it five years from now. But is he with you? Yeah. Then you should be very happy. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us. Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control, and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless.